Welcome to our class on Chassidus. This week we're going to be learning a very special Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Atta Yisrael. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Ekev, which was also the blessing the month of Elul, on which on the 23rd day of the month of Av, in the year Tavshin Chavches, 53 years ago. In the year Tavshin Nun Aleph, 30 years ago, the Rebbe went on to certify and edit this Chassidic discourse in honor of Chaf Av, which is the anniversary of the passing of the Rebbe's father of blessed memory, who was a great Kabbalist. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse that says, the Atta Yisrael. And now, Jewish people, Ma Hashem Aleikecha What is Hashem asking from you? Kiim only, Liyira, to be in awe of Hashem. The Talmud, on, based on this verse, says that it's an obligation for every single person to make 100 blessings every day. Why? Because what does the verse say? V'yata Yisrael. And now the Jewish people, Ma, Hashem Alekecha, what is Hashem asking for you? So he says, don't read it as Ma, what? But read it as Meya. Add an Aleph into Ma and you have 100. So based on that, the Talmud says you have to make 100 blessings every day. So the Rebbe asks, one second, Ma is what? May is a hundred. Two different things. How do you take from what to make it into a hundred? Not only that, the Rebbe says, it's actually opposites. Because Ma means it's something. Hashem is asking something small from you. A hundred is a huge number. And not only that, it's a complete number. Because it's, it's ten into ten, it's a complete number, Kabbalistically. And especially, the Rebbe says, based on the way it's explained in Chassidus, that when you, when you take the word Ma and you, add a, and you make it into May, you add in an Aleph. And we know Aleph is a letter of Pella. Take the letters, Aleph, Lamed, Pei, read it backwards, it's Pella, it's a wonder, which is referring to the light of Soiviv, the powerful light of Soiviv, which, which, which is not part of Ishtalshalus, which comes into the world. So here, how do you go from Ma, which is something, to such a powerful uh, idea of Maya 100, which has in the Pella above Ishtalshalus? Jehovah goes on to ask another question. We know that it's brought down in the tour, Shulchan Aruch, the big Shulchan Aruch. He brings over there in the name of Rav Natanoi, a goin, a big uh, a sage, that says the reason why you have to make a hundred blessings every day is because who is who is who instituted that we should make a hundred blessings? So he says in the tour Shulchan Aruch, in the name of this rabbi, that King David did it. Why? Because it says in the prophets, Neum Hagever Hukam Oil. That uh, how blessed is this great man referring to King David that he he established oil. So what does oil mean? Oil is made up of two two letters. I in a seventy and Lamed is thirty. So together you have a hundred. So who is that great person that established we should do a hundred blessings? That's King David, and he's credited for that. Now. So the Torah says, but we have we have the 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 the, the commentary on this verse that says al elamea. So that's only supports King David what he established. And the one that established a hundred blessings is King David, and that's why you see King David is called oil, oil the yoke, which is a hundred blessings he gave upon, he inspired us all to do, and support it. He supports it from this verse. Now, what is the reason why King David established to do a hundred blessings? And the Torah explains this. Because what happened was in that time, there were, there were literally a hundred people dying every single day. There was an epidemic. And they didn't know what to do. Until they went in, they, they searched and they did soul searching. And they got an inspiration from Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration. And they realized they got a big problem. They have to fix it. And that's when he established, say, a hundred blessings every day. So the hundred blessings was to fight the tremendous plague that was taking place. That a hundred people were dying. So everybody asked a simple question. King David established we should do 100 blessings. And he supported it from the verse. Which verse did he use to support the idea of 100 blessings? This verse. What does it say in this verse? Mosh, what is Hashem asking from you? He's asking you to be, to be in awe of Hashem. And to, be, to love Hashem. In other words, what King David was saying is, guess what, we have a problem. We want to get closer to Hashem. How are we going to get closer to Hashem? How are we going to love Hashem? How are we going to be more of, all of Hashem? So he stops the, stops the plague by making the hundred blessings. So in other words, in order to have true years Hashem, in order to be in awe of Hashem, in order to love Hashem, you got to do the hundred blessings. So if that's the case, 
And it's like necessary. How come all the generations up till King David, when they were dying, a hundred people a day, up until that point, they didn't establish a hundred blessings. If a hundred blessings is needed, why wasn't it established till then? So now the Rebbe is going to explain this based on different Hasidic discourses that explain the whole idea of blessings. Blessings is a powerful thing, and we're going to learn now the powerful insight behind blessings. So they bring, um, based on the verse, what it says in the prophets, Baruch Hashem, blessed Hashem, the king of the world, you're blessing Hashem from world to world. What does that mean? From which world to which world are we blessing Hashem? So the Rebbe explains, based on, again, Kabbalistic insights, that what is a bracha? What is a blessing? A blessing means you're drawing down from one world to the next world. Which world to which world? From the concealed world, which we know in the concealed world, it's much more powerful, the energy. So you're drawing down the energy from the concealed world into the revealed world. So a blessing is drawing down energy, drawing down blessings from the concealed world to the revealed world. That's in general. Specifically, when it comes to the spherot, we know there's 10 spherot. So what does that mean you're drawing down? So in the sphere it would be drawing down from the sphere of Bina, Chachman Bina Das, specifically from Bina. And Bina is part of the intellectual sphere. So it's, and, and the intellectual spheres are more the concealed sphere, because intellect is more for yourself. So Bina represents the world of concealment, Alma Discasia, and you're drawing down from Bina into Malchus, and Malchus is already the world that's revealed. The king goes out to the world and, and talks to the world, etc. So generally it's coming down from the concealed world to the revealed world, bringing it down from Bina into Malchus. That, and then on a third level, the Rebbe says, it also applies to the names of Hashem, different names of Hashem, which we know Hashem is Yudkei Bavkei, but there's different levels. There's a Yudkei Bavkei de la'ela, a very high level of Yudkei Bavkei, and then there's Yudkei Bavkei de la Tata, a lower level. So the idea of a blessing is to draw down from Yudkei Bavkei down high to Yudkei Bavkei down into this world. Now, the connection, so we, we learned there's three things. There's concealed world, revealed world, Bina into Malchus, the Yudke above K on high, Yudke above K down below. Now the connection between Bina and Malchus and the two names which we said, Yudke above K de la'ela and Yudke above K del tato, which is connected to the idea of soivev, where we said the, the powerful energy which could not come down to the world. And what happens is in the world, of, in Bina, what is Bina? So Bina, we know, comes at, is, is, is part of the intellectual. So it's Chacham Bina Das, which comes after um, Kesser. <clears throat> so Bina does, what does Bina do? Even though Bina is it's concealed, it's from the concealed world, but Bina basically reveals Kesser, which is part of Soivev. And so that's the higher level of Yudkei Vavkei. So the higher level of Yudkei is Bina, which is connected to Kesser, brings down Kesser into this world. And uh, uh, Yudkei Vavkei Delatata, the lower level, is referring to Mamale, the way the, the light comes into this world, which the idea is where Zah, the sixth meter, come into Malchus. So again, it's explaining that you have the way Kesser, the infinite light, comes into Bina, that's the higher level. And the lower levels with Zah, the sixth meter, come into Malchus. And that's Saivim and that's Mali. Now, so what's the, what's the whole idea? The whole idea is the blessing is to draw down Havayadla which is coming from Kesser and Bina, into Havayadla which is Zah and into Malchus. Now, it's explained, obviously, more at length in all these Hasidic, these Hasidic powerful uh, insights in reference to blessings, that the blessing accomplishes bringing down from the higher level to the lower level. The goal is that not only is you draw down from the higher level of Yudke Bavke into the lower level of Yudke Bavke, but the goal is that actually Yudke Bavke on high and on low should really become one. So the goal is not only to draw down from the higher level of Yudke Bavke to the lower level, but actually to become unified as one. So the Rebbe says, one second, and we know that it says Yudke Bavke, when it says together, there's Pasuk time Bagabayu. The Zora says you have to stop between the two because there's Yudke Bavke and high, Yudke Bavke down below. And there is a separation. Here we're saying the goal is that they should be unified. 
So Rebbe says even though there's a, there's a there's a like a pause between the two, but it's not a, a strong block pause like other different blocks where you can pass one to the other. And now that Rebbe actually brings from the, from the Zohar and the Pardis where it says that the the pause between the two names Yudke Vavke on high and Yudke below, the purpose of the of the of the pause is actually to unify them and to connect them. So when a person makes a blessing, you're actually unifying the both names of Hashem. Yud Kei on high, and Yud Kei down below, where they totally become one. So you see from here, so far, that the insight of blessings, that blessings have the power to draw down from the concealed world to the revealed world, from Bina down to Malchus, from Yudke Vavke and Hai to Yudke Vavke down below, from Seivev to Male, and the goal is not only that, but the Yudke Vavke and Hai and below should actually become one. And that's the powerful idea of a bracha. It's, it's drawing down this powerful energy down to this world and unifying the world. Now, so Rebbe says it's known that when a person <coughs> does his spiritual work, in Hebrew, it's called, in Kabbalistic language, it's called the Sarusadil Tata. When you do your work, when you do create your, your effort, and through that, you're drawing down. Isarusadil, you're drawing down a powerful energy from high. So in order to draw down, you have, well, your, your work has to be resembling what you're trying to draw down. So here, what are we saying? That when we make a blessing, what are we doing? We're bringing down from from Saive, we're bringing down from the Yudke Bavke Delelo, we're bringing down from, uh, um, from, the, uh, from, the, from the highest levels, from the concealed world down to this world. So we need to do something powerful to, to cause that to happen. So the Rebbe says, therefore you must say <clears throat> that the work that we do, that we're able to create a blessing and draw down from the concealed world to this world, there must be something that we have to do when we, when we, when we, when we say the blessing. So when we say the blessing, we have to do it in a way of, of that we love Hashem, Ava, and like it says in Shema, Bechol Nafshecha. We can't just say, make a blessing, but we say a blessing that we, when we're saying the blessing, we have to experience a love for Hashem, but we have to love Hashem with our whole nefesh, with our whole soul. Now, what does that mean, you love Hashem with your whole soul? What does that mean, Bechol Nafshecha? your whole heart, your whole soul, your whole might. So what does it mean, your whole soul? Because you want to draw down the blessings, you have to know what you're doing. You love Hashem, what does it mean, your whole soul? And Rebbe explains, means with all the koiches, all the attributes of your soul, which means all the attributes, which is all ten. The three intellectual, and the seven emotional. So you have, when you're saying, when you're saying a blessing, you're saying because you love Hashem, and you're saying with your whole soul and whole might, which is with all your intellectual components and your emotional components. Why is that? Never explains as follows. Because we say in Shema, the Ahafta, we should love Hashem. Now we just said, how should you love Hashem in order to draw down the biggest blessing? Now we know it says also in Shema, with your whole heart. So Rebbe is going to explain now the difference between loving Hashem with your whole heart and loving Hashem with your whole soul. In other words, as follows. There is, obviously, the first level is B'chal with your whole heart. Now we're in a higher level, B'chal which is your intellect and your emotions. What's the difference? Rebbe explains like this. When you love Hashem B'chal with your whole heart, so really, you're loving Hashem with your heart. With the emotion, with the emotions, and that's why he says with your whole heart. Why? Because where's your emotions? Your emotions are in your heart. So only represents your heart, your emotions. So you're going to say one second. Every emotion comes from an intellect. When you meditate, it creates an emotion. But Rebbe explains when we say lavavcha, we're talking about emotions, even though intellect, meditation, cause that emotion of love to happen, but it's not internal intellect, it's external intellect. External intellect, which is connected to the emotions. Now, this external intellect, which inspired the emotions, it really does not, the intellect is not shining in the emotion. It's like, it's like jumpstart the emotion, but the intellect is not shining in the emotion. And what's the proof? 
Because since the the because if the intellect was shining in the emotion, you wouldn't have to push it to love Hashem. It would be natural. Because you don't because the intellect is not shining, there's a gap, there's a disconnect between the intellect and the emotion. So the intellect has to send signals to the heart to be inspired. We all know sometimes we're not inspired, we don't necessarily love Hashem. So we meditate on the greatness of Hashem and enforce it, so to speak, not naturally for our heart to love Hashem. So our heart does love Hashem, but it's being inspired and possibly forced by the intellect to love Hashem. Now, so what happens then is, it's not automatic. It's something which you have to push it to make it happen. So to recap, before we go further, means I love Hashem with my whole heart. It's coming from my heart, my emotions. Is intellect inspiring it? Yes. And intellect is pushing it. But the intellect is not really... It fused in with the emotion. It's the emotion that was inspired by the intellect. That's b'chol What is b'hafti yishalah b'chol nafshecha, with your whole soul? That's when a person meditates, and then what happens is the inside, the primius, the essence of your intellect, actually gets connected and fused with your emotions. In other words, this, when you meditate on it, the meditation literally penetrates into your heart. And then what happens is the heart follows automatically. Because when the heart is connected to the internal intellect, the heart automatically loves Hashem. And that's why it says, with your whole soul. What does that mean, your whole soul? That means the whole soul, the intellect and the emotions. You're loving Hashem with your, you know, it's only the heart. But Chalnafka means no, the emotions and the intellect. Because in this love, you feel the intellect. The intellect is connected to it as well. And the Rebbe says we can connect this, which explains somewhere else, that and there's another insight where they explain it says when it says that that you should love Hashem with your whole heart. So Bakhalabakha means only with your heart. You love Hashem with only with your heart. On the other hand, Bechol Nafshecha means not only with your heart, but it, it actually, from there, it should spread out to all your attributes and all your limbs in your body. So another insight is that your heart loves Hashem. Your feet, your hands, you don't feel the love in your feet and your hands. Bechol Nafshecha means not only intellect and emotion, but actually from there it goes, your whole body is in love for Hashem. So the Rebbe says, you can say, what does this mean? That when you have Ava Bakhalavavcha with only your heart. So in other words, you're loving Hashem and you love Hashem. So why are you doing it? So the love is what's pushing you to do it. You're not really it didn't penetrate in the in the world of action. On the other hand, when it comes to the Ava, when you love Hashem with your whole soul, which means intellect and emotion and every part of your body, so then the doing is automatic. Two different worlds. In other words, like this. Just to, to recap before we go deeper into it. Bechalavavcha means your heart loves Hashem. The intellect might have ignited it, but the intellect is not totally infused with it. And also doesn't penetrate through, throughout your body. Bechal nafshecha means that you love Hashem, intellectually you get it, the love, and that intellect is felt in the heart, and that is felt throughout everything you do. What's the difference? In the first day, Bechalavavcha, you, you still be pushed to do it. Bechal nafshecha, you do it automatically. And the Rebbe says, possible to say that when the when the emotions come down into the midos, which is below it, which is the the, the action, etc. So that's just like the way it comes down into into the emotions. And it's just like when it comes from the intellect into emotion, it's not natural. It has to push it. It has to affect you to have the love for Hashem. So the same thing also when it goes down further into the world of action, it's also pushing it. It's forcing it. The only place, so to speak, where it's real is in the love. On the other hand, the emotions that come from the from the intellect automatically, in other words, because in other words, the intellect literally is 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 creating a glow into into the heart. So then when it goes down below into the world of action, into actual functional doing what you're doing, then it comes automatically. Now, what happens like this? Intellect, by default, is concealed. Concealed. You don't have to share with anyone what you're thinking. On the other hand, emotions are always revealed. People see if you're in a good mood, if you're happy, etc., excited. Now, so therefore, what happens like this? 
When a person loves Hashem Bechal Nafshecha, which means that the intellect is, so to speak, an, a, a, a shining in the heart, so then what happens is, when you do the blessing, Bechal Nafshecha, so the blessing comes down from the concealed will to the revealed will. So another like this. To recap, what does Bechal Nafshecha mean? Bechal Nafshecha means with your whole soul, intellect and emotions, but not that it, it pushes it. When the intellect is inspired to love Hashem, the heart sees it and feels it and has the inspiration and, goes through the, and it goes through the, the, the world of action. Intellect generally is a concealed world. Emotions is the revealed world. So, so when a person makes a blessing, and a person makes the blessing, when he loves Hashem, when you make the blessing, what are you doing practically? You're bringing down from the concealed world, namely the world of intellect, into the revealed world. So that is, so far, one powerful insight of what happens by a blessing that you draw down from the concealed world to the revealed world, from the world of intellect into the world of emotions and into the world of action. Another explanation. Between the difference between loving Hashem which is only with your heart, and loving Hashem with your with which is basically the intellect and the emotions, that when you love Hashem with your whole heart, what does that mean? That is Kabbalistic referring to Memale Kalalman. That's the part of Hashem that, so to speak, is in diluted down where it's in, into the world. Now, what does the Malikalama mean? Hashem fills the world. That the energy of Hashem gets enclosed into the people in the world in an internal way. So therefore, when a person meditates on this type of level that you can connect to, so the animal soul can also get it. Why? Because it's something which is it's relatable. And then what happens is, because it's Mamali Klam, it's relatable, so you could have the love of Bechal Levavcha, which means, it doesn't say Libcha, one heart, both. the godly soul and the animal soul. So as Rebbe is explaining like this, Bechal Levavcha is Mamali Klam, which means it's relatable. The godly soul gets it, the animal soul gets it, and Bechal Levavcha can be from both, the godly soul and the animal soul as well. On the other hand, the love of Bechol Nafshecha is not Mimali Kalamin, it's referring to Seigel Kalamin, the power of Hashem, the energy of Hashem, which hovers over the world. Now, Eir HaSoyvev, Seigel comes from around, it means it cannot come into the world. So, what, so how do you connect to it? You, you, you basically feel the infinite power of Hashem, which is Seigel, which is hovers over. So then the love that's created through Soviv Kalam is not internal, you can't connect to it. The animal soul relates to Mamala Kalam. So it's inspired Bakalabavcha. Once you get to Bakal Nashka, you're dealing with a power, he can't the animal soul can't relate to it. So the only way you connect to it is that, that love. It's not about the animal soul connecting to it. Mysterious Nefesh, you're willing to go out and you're willing to give everything up, you want to cleave to the Uyhasavev, the infinite light. And what does mysterious nefesh mean? Even if you take my 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 my, the, my soul, I don't care. I want to connect to the infinite light. So based on this, Rebbe explains like this: the love of b'chol nafshecha, which means you're drawing down from the concealed world, which is the idea of a blessing bringing down from the concealed into the revealed. It's not only from the concealed, in the, like we learned before, in the spherot, coming from, from intellect into the emotions, from Bina into Malchus, but also bringing down from Seviv Kalalmim, from a whole different world, into Mimala Kalalmim. So Bechal Nasrcha is, by connecting to bringing in from the concealed Seviv Kalalmim into Mimala Kalalmim. So based on what Jebba says, <clears throat> that when a person has tremendous love for Hashem, Again, from the second level, that when you recognize how infinite Hashem is, so then you draw in from Sayyid Kalalmin into Mimale Kalalmin. So, in order for that to happen, is when the love that you have for Hashem is in the level of Chai, 
we know in the soul there's five levels, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, the three lower levels, and Chaya Yechida, Chaya Makif. So when you're on the level of Chaya, when you love Hashem with your soul, from the level of Chaya Makif, then you're able to bring down that love into Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, the internal part of the soul. And then you're able to fuse Soivev, the part that's over, that's all, uh, that encompasses over, uh, which is the idea of, of Soiv Klam and um, um, uh, Chaya, and then it comes down to Mamala into Never Shurak Nasham. So you see over here the powerful level what happens if you do a blessing. When you do a blessing, the whole Nashacha, with your whole soul, that means you're ready to go on Messiah's Nevesh, you want to connect to Hashem, you're drawing it from Soivev into Mamale from Chaya into Nefeshurak Nasham. Now, so Rebbe says, we know in order to fuse the two, Soivev, Chai, into Mamale, so how do you do that? How do you, how do you fuse infinite to finite? How do you infuse Soivev with Mamale? So the only way to do that you have to bring in Oyrein Saif, an infinite light, which is even higher than Saif Mali. In order to take Saif Mali and connect them, how are you going to do it? This is infinite, it's finite. So you need a light which is higher than both, and that powerful light can bring them together. So where do you get that from? So based on this, the says, that's why it says, I'll take Ray Ma. Don't call it what, what Ma, Wab. You have to use Maya, 100. Why? Because what does Ma mean? Ma is the level of Malchus. Something, it's Malchus. May, on the other hand, we said it's the complete number of a hundred, which the hundred is, is, is in, in, in Kesser, which is an Atak and Arach, which is Seivev. So, in order to fuse the two, you can't use Ma, because that's only Malchus. You need to bring in the May of the hundred, which is Arach from Seivev. In other words, don't call it Ma, but call it Maya. That a goal, don't call it Ma, but call it Maya. The goal is that even in Ma, which is Mamale, you should bring in Saiv. If that's it, if that, don't call it Ma and call it Maya. And, and we want Saiv, we don't want Mamale. We want to bring in Maya. We want to bring Saiv into, into Ma, into, into Primius. Now, so what's the difference between Ma and Maya? How do you create the difference? So we said, very simple. Because you take the Aleph and you put it into the Ma, and that's how you have Maya. What does Aleph represent? Aleph represents Atik. So we know in Kesser is two levels. Ar- Arich is the lower level, that's the Soivev. Atik is even higher. On the level of Chad, it's one, but you can't even count it, which is higher than Soivev. So the Aleph, which represents Atik, unifies Arich and, and the finite. In other words, and there explains, the reason why we have to use the letter Aleph in the word of Ma, and you make it a Maya, because Aleph is Atik. And because Atik is the higher level of Kesser, it's higher than Arich, that's why you're able to fuse Soivev, which is Maya, and the Male, which is Ma, and then by adding in the letter Aleph, which represents Atik, that unifies Soivev and the Male to create it really, create it really one. Now, Deb explains, this is all Kabbalistic stuff, heavy Kabbalistic stuff, I'm sure you're all following. Rebbe says the same thing also applies in our spiritual work because the goal I mean we learn heavy Kabbalah stuff but the goal is to make it practical and we have to serve Hashem better so Rebbe says the same thing applies in the way we serve Hashem in other words we serve Hashem with our Neshama we love Hashem with our Neshama we have never sure Neshama the lower part and we have the higher part Chaya so in order there should be a union between Chai the higher part of the Neshama the market part of the Neshama with the lower part of the Neshama never sure Neshama in the, in, which is Chai is Makif and Nefer Shulam Shama is Primius. In other words, when a person loves Hashem with your whole Nafshacha, with your whole soul, top to bottom, and but the goal is it shouldn't just be you loving Hashem and you want to leave your body, but you want to bring that energy down to this world. Just like, for example, we had the unity, the beginning of Chesedoriskas, between intellect and emotions. So you want them to be connected. So how do you connect the two? That is by doing the spiritual work of Messiris Nefesh. That means you're willing to give up anything and everything just to, just to, just to do what Hashem wants. How does Messiris Nefesh come from? That comes from the level of Yechida. We're one with Hashem. Since you're one with Hashem, you don't want to be disconnected. And what does that mean practically? And they're explaining like this. <clears throat> what does that mean you're willing to give your life for Hashem? In other words, when a person says, I'm giving myself, I'm dedicating myself to Hashem. 
In other words, I ha- whatever I have, my intellect, my emotions, my body, my, my being, my time, everything. My whole purpose is to fill the sign of Hashem. My whole purpose is to fill the will of Hashem. Now, since it's all about filling the will of Hashem, and when it comes to Makif and Pnimi, which is the Chai and the Nefeshuach Neshama, and the Moichin, the intellect and the emotions, represent also, represent also Makif and Pnimi, so therefore, it's not it's not their own identity of intellect and emotions and chai and never shulchan shama, but the whole purpose is to do the rotzin Hashem, whatever Hashem wants. So what happens then is, once they all submit to doing rotzin Hashem, so even though this is makif and this is pnimi, this is intellect, this is emotions, this is chai, this is never shama, they lose their individual identity, and therefore they're not competition one with the other, and the country that's how they get unified. So the way to get unified is when you're all focused, Ratzin Hashem. Once you're ready to do Ratzin Hashem, Makif and Pnimi, Oyer and Seivev, Lemailam Ishtal, so all gets unified. So based on this, Rebbe explains that's why the they instituted to say a hundred blessings every single day, and that's why they specifically instituted the blessings every day when. Only after a hundred people died every day. Why? Why did they do before? And this is very, very powerful and very insightful. And Rebbe says the reason is why are they only institute to say the hundred blessings every day after a hundred people died every day? Because in order to reveal the power of Messias Nefesh that we wanted, we wanted totally just do whatever Hashem wants. We're ready to do anything Hashem wants. We literally like give up every personal agenda, we're here just to do what Hashem wants, that happens unfortunately or fortunately only when there's concealment and when there's darkness and when there's challenges and when there's tests. When we go through a challenge, when we go through concealment, when we go through darkness, that's when the serious nefesh that we have deep down gets revealed. And Derba says, Based on it's known that in the time of Gullus, we're living now in Gullus, exile, Hashem is not revealed. And especially in the time before Mashiach comes, which we're living now in the times before Mashiach is coming, what happens then is the power from Assyria's Nefesh is much stronger and much more revealed than the times of the Temple. Now, because we're in Gullus, because it's the times before Mashiach is coming and it's so dark and so painful and so many challenges, Mysterious Nefesh is much stronger today. So because Messias and Nefesh is much stronger today, so therefore they instituted, and they had then the challenge of 100 people dying every day, so therefore they instituted to say the 100 blessings only after they, 100 people were dying every day. Why? Because when 100 people were dying every day, and we know that 100 we said before is a complete number, it's a powerful number, it's a Babish Talshlus, it's Kesser. How is it possible 100 people can die every day? And Rebbe says, very powerful, because unfortunately we were living in a time the opposite of freedom. The opposite of freedom from the Malach HaMavis. The Malach HaMavis, the angel of death, had somehow got, got control of our lives. And we know the Malach HaMavis spiritually is Wahu, the Eitzah the evil inclination. So what happened is when the Malach HaMavis took, took charge and he was killing people, the Eitzhar was working overtime and he was winning. So then the Messias Nefesh got awakened. Then we got awakened to do Messias Nefesh. So therefore, because Messias Nefesh came out in a strong way, that's why they instituted to make a hundred blessings. Because by making the hundred blessings, you're able to unify Soivev and Mamali. Why? Because when you, because without Messias Nefesh, you can't unify it. Because this is Sayyid, this is Mamali. When a person goes over Messias Nefesh, so what happens then is your Yechida comes out, which means you draw down from Atik, from the highest level, which is the Aleph of Mea, the level of Chad, it's one, but it's not of the Cheshman of one, it's way beyond it. And when the serious Nefesh comes out, you're able to unify Ma, which we said represents the level of Mali, where Hashem fills the world, and Mea, which is Soivev. Al Tikrei Ma, El Don't call it Ma, but call it Mea, because you create the unity between Mali and Soivev. And based on this, Rebbe says, you can explain a famous Medrash. The Medrash says like this. When the verse says, Vi'ata, and now Hashem is asking you, what is Vi'ata, an expression of? The Medrash says it's an expression of Tshuva. 
Hashem is asking us to do repent, to repent, to turn to Hashem. Why? Because it says the Atiyah's role, and and um, now the Jews. What is Hashem asking from us? If everything was good, He wouldn't ask us for anything. He's asking for from us to do tshuva and to be in awe of Hashem. Now that's another insight. That Viata is the idea of a tshuva, to return to Hashem. So the Rebbe says, based on, it's known, that anytime you have many different commentaries on a specific verse, they're all connected. So therefore, so this is what Hashem is asking from us. We said before is what? He's asking from us, and we said one thing is a hundred blessings, and now we're saying it's tshuva repentance. Obviously, there has to be a connection. What's the connection between a hundred blessings and tshuva? Because someone that's about tshuva, which means someone is able to accept the fact they did something wrong and they want to return to Hashem and they're willing to, to subdue their evil inclination more than a tzaddik. A tzaddik doesn't have to fight with his evil inclination. It, it, he's going through life. Life is easy. But about Shuvah is someone that struggles with challenges and he has to subdue it. So when about Shuvah goes through that, he has real challenges and real struggles. And in order for him to stand up against his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, how does about Shuvah stand up against his evil inclination? He has to remember serious Nefesh, I'm willing to go and self-sacrifice for Hashem. So where is, where is Mysterious Nefesh prevalent? Where is it found? Not by Tzadikim, it's found by Balchuvas. And that's why the verse says, Viato, Ma Hashem what is Hashem asking for you? You know, it's by bringing out the power of Mysterious Nefesh, which comes through Truva. Hashem is asking us to do Truva, bring out Mysterious Nefesh. So now it's able to be the hundred blessings, which means where Hashem is asking us to bring in the Aleph, the infinite, into the finite, and we can do that by doing Truva. Because through Truva, we can experience real Mysterious Nefesh. So now they're asking a very simple question. He says, like this What did we just learn? <clears throat> In order for Ma, which we said spiritually resembles Malchus, the lower sphere, it resembles Mamale, where, where, where it's a finite light, we try to take Ma and turn it into Mea, a hundred. What does a hundred resemble? Arich, the lower level of Kesser, but still in Kesser. It represents Soivev. How do we do that? We put an Aleph inside. And what do we say? What does the Aleph represent? It represents Atik, the higher level of Kesser, and that unites both together. So, in other words, like this. Ma represents Mamale, Malchus. May represents Arich, Saivev. Aleph comes in, Atik, and unifies the two. Jeremiah says, one second. If you look at the word Ma, Ma doesn't have Maya in it. Not even doesn't have it in it. It doesn't even have something that has it, but it's concealed. Where in the Ma do you have the Maya? It's not even concealed in there. But on the other hand, what, is, what does it say in the Talmud? Al-Tikri. Al-Tikri means don't call it Ma, the way it's written. Ella, call it Maya. Call it a hundred. So in other words like this, we know in the Torah is something which is called a Cree and a Ksiv. The way it's written and the way you read it. So in other words, the way it's written in the Torah is Ma, mem hey. The way you read it is Maya, with the Aleph inside. In other words, what is, what is written and what is what you say, what does that represent? The way it's written is concealment. The way you say it is revelation. So based on that, we're saying is that in Ma, you know, so we're saying this is a Cree and this is a Ksiv. It means it's written Ma, and you read it Maya. So obviously, in the Ma itself, you must have the idea of Maya, which is obviously somehow there in a concealed way. Where is it there in a concealed way? We don't see it. So is it there? And there was a how, where is it there in a concealed way? That's question number one. Question number two is, if you look in the Shema, so in the Shema is like this. You have the, you have the three part, uh, sections of the Shema. We're going to talk about the first two. So in the first section of Shema, it says, with your whole heart. And obviously we're learning now, that's going to take us to open up all the blessings. And that's the with all your might. Three different levels. Again, the first part of the Shema says, your whole heart, which we already learned what that means. In the second parasha of Shema, over there it says, you should serve Hashem with your whole heart. It doesn't say anything about So you ever ask a simple question? What is the second parasha of Shema we're, we're talking about? 
it's speaking about people that you have to that you have to warn them to be careful they shouldn't go astray. So in the second part, it's talking about being careful not to go astray. So if you, you're trying to be careful not to go astray, that's like a Balshuva. Be careful not to not to God forbid do the wrong thing. So where do you need more serious nefesh? In the first part or in the second one? In the second one you need more serious nefesh. Because it speaks of not going astray, so I need serious nefesh there. But nevertheless, which means all your might, which is the level of serious nefesh, it doesn't say anything about it in the second parsha. It only says it in the first parsha, serious nefesh. Seemingly you need it more in the second one. So Jabba is going to explain it in, 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 in a very, very powerful way, and he says like this. <clears throat> In the first part of Shema, the first section, it says, Bahafti Shlavashem. And it says, Yishlavashem, Bechalavach with your whole heart. Bechal Nafshacha, which we said is your intellect and your emotions. And then Yishlavashem with all might, which is the idea of Messiris Nefesh. So, Messiris Nefesh based on what? Based on Bihafta, based on loving Hashem. So, in other words, the Messiris Nefesh is based on my love for Hashem. Now, Midois, love in general, is your feeling. You love Hashem. Love, a feeling, is all about you. It's all about me. I love Hashem. Now, you love Hashem. Who's loving Hashem? You're loving Hashem. So you can love Hashem on different levels. You can love Hashem. You're loving Hashem. You're feeling the love for Hashem. Up into the point of Messiah's Nefesh. Believable, without a limit. So, even though it's your Etzim and Hashama, it's your soul that's getting revealed, but what's inspiring it? What's the fuel? The Ahafta, your feelings. So, anytime you have love for Hashem, which is coming from your feelings, even if you're inspiring the level of Chai, the part of Neshama, deep part of Neshama, but nevertheless, it's still limited. In other words, you have the love, the love from Mechol Moitchem Asiris Nefesh, which is which is an infinite love. But and it's coming from the essence of your soul. But the essence of your soul, which is connected to, to re, the revealed part, which is which is your feelings. Now, so that's one type of after, and that's in the first part of Shema. What happens in the second part of Shema? Over there, you're revealing the essence of your soul which is not connected to revelation and feeling you love Hashem the way you feel for Hashem. That is real Messiris Nefesh just because. And it was like this. We find that every single Jew, even a simple Jew, will be willing to give his life up for Hashem. Kiddush Hashem. Why is he giving, why is he giving up his life for Hashem? Because he loves Hashem? No. He's not giving up because he's choosing to give Hashem. He's giving up his life for Hashem because he can't be without Hashem. In the first parasha Shema, he's giving up his life for Hashem. He, it's his choice. And yeah, it's coming from Zetzim Hashem. What's inspiring him? Him. Him. In the second part, no, I just can't be without Hashem. It's nothing, not about me. It's not because I love him. It's just I can't be without it. So that applies to Messiah Stephens in general. But specifically... It could be a, a, a driving force the way you observe all the 613 commandments. When you think about Messiah's Nefesh, it means I don't want to be disconnected from Hashem, and therefore I'm going to do every one of the 613 commandments, the 248 positive, the 365 negative. Why am I doing that? Because when I meditate, and I feel that by doing God's not doing a mitzvah, I'm disconnecting from Hashem, or God's been doing a transgression, I'm disconnecting from Hashem, just like uh, serving idolatry. So I don't want to be disconnected from the oneness of Hashem. In the second parasha of Shema, it's all about the oneness of Hashem, and I don't want to be disconnected. That's real, Messiah's Nefesh, not inspired by anything, any inspiration of love or anything. It's, I don't want to be disconnected. Now, so since the second parasha, it's, you don't want to be disconnected, it doesn't say, with your whole might. Why? Because when it says, be careful not to go away from Hashem, it's not coming from love from your whole might. But it's coming from one thing. I'm remembering to go on Messiah's Nefesh, 
And we finish that, which means I don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. Now, based on that, the Rebbe explains something very powerful, and he says like this. The Atta Yisrael, powerful insight into this verse. <clears throat> now, Jewish people, Mo Hashem Aleikecha, what is Hashem asking from you? He's asking from you, Mo. Mo, what, what is it? Read the verse. The Ati Yisrael. Now, Ma, Hashem, Hashem is asking you, Ma. Now you're going to say, what is Ma? So we have to learn what Ma is. Fine, I get it. But Hashem is asking you, if you read the verse, read it slowly. What is Hashem asking you? Hashem is asking you, Ma. Ma, whatever that means, which we'll learn now in a minute. Hashem, that's what Hashem is asking from you. Hashem is asking you, Ma. What is Ma? So the Rebbe says, what is Ma? Ma is bitter. Ma is acceptance. Like the verse says in the Torah, V'nachnu ma. What are we? We are ready to accept. Ma is a powerful word. Word. It's bitter. It's acceptance. Hashem is asking us, Ma. Just accept. Bitter. Just accept. What type of an acceptance? Essential acceptance that comes from this essence of your soul. Hashem is pleading with us and saying from us one thing, Ma, just accept. Accept from the essence of your soul. In other words, what Hashem is asking from you is, and each and every one of us, He wants us to have the acceptance of Ma. He wants us to have the simple acceptance of Ma. So you're going to say, what do you mean? Accept Hashem? I always accept Hashem. So Rebbe explains, no, no, no. True, we accept Hashem. That's correct. We all love Hashem. We all accept Hashem. But it's concealed. It's not revealed. And it's concealed, Rebbe says, not only because your animal soul is concealing it, but even the soul itself is concealed for, for itself. It's your, your depth of your soul is deep within inside of you. In other words, your depth of your soul is not about revelation. So it's concealed, yes, because the animal soul is blocking it, but it's concealed because it's in a concealed state. That's where it is. It's protected. And Hashem is asking from us, reveal, reveal the essence of your soul. Reveal that level of mysterious nefesh. And Hashem's request is to reveal the ma, the ma is two things, the Rebbe says. One thing is reveal the ma, reveal the essence of your soul, by remembering Messias Nefesh. When you remember Messias Nefesh, you reveal the essence of the soul. Simple. That's step number one. Step number two is to reveal it. You know, to reveal it. The first step is just reveal it, just because. Reveal the essence of your soul. Messias Nefesh. The second thing is to reveal it by making the hundred blessings. And like it says in Chazal, like it says in the Talmud, Al Tikrima, don't read it Ma just to reveal the essence, but read Maya. Reveal those hundred blessings. What's the idea of the hundred blessings? That's the unity between Chai, the Makif, and Naran, Nefeshur and the Primi. And by doing that, you're revealing the Ma of the Yechida from the higher level of Chai. The Yechida, why? Because in order to be, create the union of Makif and Primi, it comes only through the Yetzim. So to recap, so the Rebbe is explaining now very powerfully saying like this. What is Hashem asking from us? Reveal the essence. That's point number one. How do you reveal it? Through the hundred blessings. Why? Because the hundred blessings takes the ma, <coughs> which represents the the, the premius, and, and 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 it represents the 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 um, the um, I'm sorry the the the, uh, the essence of who you are, together with um, the 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 premius, the ma, and the maya, and unite the two. And how do you reveal it through the essence of the inner so based on this, the Rebbe explains <clears throat> why we said that Maya is the verbal part of Ma. Now the Torah, the Ksiv, the written part is Ma, Memhe. The, the part that you say is Maya 100. Why is that hidden and why is that revealed? <clears throat> and the Rebbe explains it this. Because the acceptance of Ma, what is Ma? The first Hashem is asking us, what? Accept. Because ma, thus accept, that's the essence of our soul, which is so concealed, and it's not a, it's not connected to anything or relation. 
And that's a ksiv. When something's written, it's a, the concealed part. Ma is the concealed part. What's maya on the other hand? What's a hundred? A hundred is the unification with chai, part of makif, and nefeshuach neshama. And how does that happen? By revealing the essence of your soul, which is basically, now we see why it's called the, the kri and the ksiv. Because the ksiv is the etzim neshama, the essence of your soul, yechida. When you reveal that, then you have mayo. But through revealing that, you have mayo, which you basically have the unity of chai and nefeshuach nasham, which happens through the 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 ksiv into the kri, the part that's the part you read as mayo. And Rebbe says, you can possibly say, how does the ma become mayo by adding an aleph, <clears throat> which represents idea of yechida, the deepest level of the soul. Because through Yechida you had, you create the unity of Chai and Nefeshur Neshama, and which actually is on the, on a low, even this level of Aleph, which is Yechida is lower than the level of Ma. Powerful insight you're saying here is. On one hand, we're taking the Yechida, the essence, and that's fusing Chai and Yechida. So that's a powerful thing. But the essence is even higher. The Ma is even higher. Why? Because the component of Yechida, that through Yechida you create a union of Chai and Nefeshuruch Neshama. Notice the Aleph of Meir, which is the, which is the Yechida. That's the essence which has some kind of relation to the revealed part. Because the, the fact is, it creates the fusion between Chai and Nefeshuruch Neshama. On the other hand, the acceptance of Ma, the real Bittal of Ma, comes from the essence of the soul, which is not higher than any level which is connected to anything of reality. Powerful spiritual idea. And Rebbe finishes up and he says like this, that when we fulfill the wish of Hashem to reveal the Ma, the essence of our soul, on two ways. In other words, revealing the essence of the Ma, the way it is, not connected to anything in a revealed way, and revealing it in a way where it has an effect on the internal part of our soul, Nefeshurach Neshama and Chaya, so when we do our part, Hashem will fulfill His part. And which is basically, Hashem will fulfill the, the, our request. And we know the famous request that King David says in Psalms, the general request and the internal request of Acha Shoalti. King David says, I have one request of you, Hashem, which is coming from the essence of my soul, that what shift the Bevesa Hashem, I want to dwell in the house of Hashem, call you Mechayai. And the second request is the way it comes down into detail. To see in the sweetness of Hashem and to, to visit in all the powerful chambers. And Hashem will give to every one of the Jewish people will be written and sealed for a good year. The Shona Toiva for a good year, Masuka, sweet year, Begashmias in a physical way, Baruchnias in a spiritual way, Lamatim Asarat Fachim down here in this world. So it's a very, very powerful Hasidic discourse, as you can see, heavy, heavy Kabbalah, about and also very powerful insight into the blessings. But you see clearly that the power that we have when we make a blessing, that through we make the blessings, we're actually drawing in literally from the highest places to the lowest places. And the way to do it is really to connect to the Ma, to the essence of our soul, that we don't want to be disconnected from Hashem. And then bringing that powerful part that we don't want to be disconnected to Hashem, bring it into our Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, through the Chai Yechida, and we will be married to all the most powerful blessings. And let's hope that we actually have the greatest blessings of the revelation of Mashiach Tzedkenu, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Kodesh. Have a great and blessed week.